Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September? Also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. Hi, this is Jordan River, host of Growcast, and you are now listening to OPP. bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP, Other People's Podcasts, America's number one podcast discovery platform, where we interview your favorite podcasters and talk about the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Jordan River, host of the amazing podcast, Growcast. Growcast is one of the world's largest cannabis growing podcasts, where we can hear Jordan sit down with some of the most educated and talented people in the cannabis cultivation industry. Tune in to hear guest experts take deep dives on niche growing subjects like lighting, nutrients, plant training, organic growing, living soil, grow room automation, and so much more. In this interview, we get to learn more about Jordan, how he got into the cannabis industry, we get his podcaster's picks, and of course, we get into his dope show, Growcast. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Jordan River. Yo, Jordan, what up? What's up, Corey? How's it going, man? Dude, everything is everything, bro. You know what I mean? Just trying to stay healthy out here in these streets. How about yourself? Same, man. It's a crazy, unprecedented time. And uh, that's what I'm focusing on, too. Staying healthy and staying sane, right? Yeah. You know, under the current conditions with COVID, how have you been been maintaining and how have you been keeping your your sanity and, and keeping things together? It's actually a little bit strange for me because I just got a new place. Like literally right before this hit, we moved into our new place. So what I've actually been doing is setting up my basement studio and then dedicating a corner to kind of a gym. And I've really been focusing on getting my body moving, uh, hitting the bag. I got some gymnast rings up and I'm still building it out. But that's really what I'm trying to do is focus on my body, keep my body strong. I feel like you're, if your body is strong and resilient, then you have an easier time dealing with the mental stressors as well. Boom. Yo, everything's connected, my man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, Jordan, for folks who are, are tuning into the podcast, who are meeting you for the first time, give me a little bit about uh, your professional background. Oh, man. Okay. Let's see. I've been involved in music since I was a teenager. That's really, interestingly enough, what led me down the path of podcasting. You know, learning how to produce music, learning how to run a program like Logic or run a Pro Tools or something like that was incredibly useful for, uh, for me just when I was making my stupid little songs back in the day. So it really started with my music career. 
And then when I was 20 years old, I got a wild hair to transition into the marijuana industry. And I actually was really, really fortunate having some family connections. Uh, my cousin served with a master grower. Uh, and that's actually a term that people make fun of, but uh, it's true. And uh, my father was super, super supportive of me. I mean, wildly supportive of me, man. I really owe it to him because I brought it up and he's like, I think that's a great idea. He saw that, you know, cannabis, there was a big cannabis leaf on the front of Time Magazine that year. So he saw the writing on the wall. He doesn't even smoke, but he understood the value in it. So I took this wild turn in uh, 2010 and I moved to Humboldt County. I studied under that master grower and it completely changed my life. I grew for five years professionally out there in Humboldt County, uh, legally, medically, and I decided it was time to get out of the industry for, for a couple different reasons. And it all came full circle, man. Like you said, everything's connected because uh, I found myself saying there's really not a lot of media around growing cannabis. There was some media around, you know, smoking cannabis and cannabis culture. But I said, someone needs to create some sort of web show or what I eventually settled on was a podcast because it was just booming then. Um, and this was, you know, 2015, maybe 2014. And I said, I decided I was going to start Growcast and boom, I fired up the Logic recording program. I fired up the old uh, digital audio workstation that I had sitting around next to my keyboard. And instead I uh, plugged in my condenser mics and started broadcasting. And it took off really fast, man. That's the thing. You know when you're on to something because it just picked up so much steam so fast. And I, eventually I was able to make it my full-time gig about, it probably took me three years to transition full-time into podcasting and being able to pay my bills. Yeah, and that's what led me to today. I want to transition a little bit and and take it back to earlier when you were speaking about learning under a master grower. So what did you learn from this master grower that, you know, like I'm not a marijuana specialist by any means. So what are like the key essentials? What did you learn from this master grower? They're like the key things to growing good weed. It's it's actually super interesting because this guy wasn't a gardener. He was a military vet and he was a businessman. So what he taught me was essentially how to do it professionally. And really it comes down to not really any few secrets that the masters hold. What it really comes down to, like most things in life, Corey, is, um, learning the fundamentals, staying on top of it and having the discipline to check all of your boxes. Are you doing all of your preventatives? Are you measuring out your nutrients properly every time? Are you keeping a journal? Are you tracking these sorts of things? I mean, it's really just more about learning the ins and outs of growing, which is very complex, but more importantly, having the discipline to do the right things. I mean, it's kind of like anything else. You know, we were talking about health and fitness, for instance. We all know what a healthy plate of food looks like. We all know what a proper amount of exercise is. But do we have the discipline to go through with it on a daily basis? That's really what it takes to be a to be a top shelf cannabis grower. Now, I want to say, if you feel like you don't have that high level of discipline or that green thumb, you should still grow. You know, you might not grow the best quality. You might not get the biggest yield, but just gardening, even if you're not going to grow cannabis, man, just gardening is so therapeutic. It's so wonderful. But when I moved to Humboldt County back to learning under this master grower, what was really incredible, because I, I had enjoyed cannabis for quite some time, but being able to make it my profession, being able to pay my bills through growing this plant, that was mind-blowing to me, and he made that possible. Unfortunately, he probably doesn't want to be named because, you know, back then it was still kind of a gray market, but my God, that he was really the, the catalyst for all of this, and that eventually led to Growcast, so. I want you to provide me with some information here. I want to know, hey, Jordan, 
I'm interested in getting to the cannabis space. You know, I want to go into it professionally. What are the steps that I need to take in this process to get into the cannabis industry as a grower professionally? We get that question a lot. So I, I have a lot of things to say on this subject. I kind of have a bubble to burst, which is growing is no longer a super lucrative part of the industry. You can't just jump in, do a decent job, make thousands of dollars and make more money than you're making at your job right now. That used to be the case back in, you know, maybe a decade ago. What I really suggest people do if they want to get into the cannabis industry is look for ancillary ways in. For instance, what I'm doing, producing media around cannabis, uh, cannabis web shows, cannabis podcasts. There's plenty of people who create products for growers. My uh, partner, Rob Smith, has created a plant support system that's specifically designed to support your cannabis plants so they can grow bigger and it increases your yield. That's how he's making his bucks. He's no longer growing. So there's a little bit of that caveat, which is it's not a get rich quick scheme anymore. It used to be, honestly. You can still do it, but it's really quite challenging. You have to be on top of it. If I was just getting started, I would look for someone to study under. I would look for a mentor, someone who's already successful in the cannabis space, who already has a, a grow going. If you're not looking to jump into a commercial space, I would say what you, what you might want to hear is the best thing you can do if you want to start growing cannabis tomorrow, buy Danny Danko's book. It's called Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana. I think you can go to growcastpodcast.com slash Danko, D-A-N-K-O. He's a wonderful guy. He's an organic gardener. I love Danny. I've had Danny on the show. There, no way. There, there you go. See, uh, oh yeah, Free Weed with Danny Danko is his podcast. Shout out to, yes. to Free Weed with Danny Danko. He wrote a great A to Z book on someone who's just getting started. In fact, someone just got started up and it's really hard, Corey. This is one of my, this is a longtime friend of mine. He texts me and he says, I'm getting started growing. What do I need to know? And it's like, man. Like there's hours and hours and hours of things I want to tell this guy. You got to know about the lights. You got to know about the ceiling, the environment. You got to know about the light schedules. You got to know about the nutrients, uh, the soil, when to up pot, how to top prune, how to bottom prune, when to flip, what harvest looks like, flushing, all of these different aspects. I can't just tech. I said, buy Danny Danko's book. The guy binge read it in a night and we were on a call the next day and I was answering his specific questions to get him started. So it's a bit complex, but again, just start where you can, man. And I, I encourage everyone to garden. If cannabis doesn't sound interesting, grow something else. Grow some flowers, grow some veggies. Gardening is truly at the root of all of this. Ed Rosenthal said, he was joking about cannabis. Oh, cannabis isn't addictive, but growing it sure is. And I know what he <laughs> meant by that, which is once you start, it's so fun, man. It is so fun to grow cannabis that, yeah, you'll be, you'll be hooked for life. Jordan, I have a, a question on the business side of the cannabis industry. This really intrigued me. I think there was... A show that was on, like, I think Netflix a while ago about Breckenridge and I mean, maybe familiar with it. was like a weed show about Breckenridge. Out in Colorado? Out in Colorado, yeah. I can't remember what the show is called now. But this, this show spawned this question in my head. There, on the business side of cannabis, mm -hmm. how does it work where if you have a federally, this is not legal, right? But states issue it. Certain states have it legal in their state. Right. But the banks are federally run. So how do you pay taxes or anything like that on a federal level for something that's illegal on a federal level? Like what are the business, like the inner workings of the business side with the federal government and the state and paying taxes and stuff like that? It's a mess. And short answer is there is no good answer. Um, and that's their own doing. That's because the federal government hasn't caught up 
and really let the states do their thing. They still don't want to recognize it, but they want to collect as much money as they can. Now, I'm in a good position as a podcaster because I just file my taxes under my production company. I'm a media producer. That's another good reason to, to get into these ancillary businesses. If you just sell nutrients, you don't have to worry about what you're talking about. If you grow and sell cannabis, you do have to worry about what you're talking about. And really, there are professionals in the industry that you could look for that specialize in this. But they're honestly, they're just taking their best guesses and basically just shoring you up against any possible defense that you might need to muster in case someone comes after you, which probably won't happen. But it's it's really, it's a shame, Corey, because there's so much money being left on the table because of greed and corporate interest and, and lobbyist interest. It's it's an absolute mess. And really, they're shooting themselves in the foot because this is a massive, massive industry. If they would just let it grow, uh, pardon the pun, they would actually probably collect more money in the long run instead of you know holding on to their alcohol lobbyists that lobby against all of this for dear life. No, you should invite the change, let this happen and see where it can take us because it's going to be a whole nother level when cannabis finally comes online federally in all 50 states. It's going to be a whole nother level. Yeah. What do you think that the, to the economy, like what kind of role do you think cannabis can play in our society? And, and what are the humongous positives that you think people aren't aware of about the industry? It's boundless, really. I remember reading about all these wild, wild, the variety of uses that you can get from cannabis for so long. And I kind of thought that it was overplayed. I mean, I'm a skeptic. I'm not, I'm really not one of these like cannabis can save the world guys, or at least I wasn't until I really started (laughs) doing this podcast. But cannabis has more uses than any other plant on the planet by so far. Uh, Let me throw some possible uses that people might not know. People know about the medical uses, you know, CBD, reducing epilepsy, increasing, stimulating appetite for cancer patients, all these sorts of things. You might not know that that hemp is also, it's it's going to be used as a building material in the future, I believe. You can look up hempcrete. People know the textile uses, right? The textile applications, but there's actually going to be building materials out of hemp. It's really, really nutritious. It's incredible for your immune system, hemp seed. People are starting to add hemp seed to their to their green smoothies, and it's really, really incredible for your body. So honestly, hemp deserves, and cannabis and hemp and marijuana are kind of interspliced generally, but cannabis deserves to be integrated in many parts of our life, including health and fitness, including relaxation and recreation, including textiles and construction. It really has a wild variety of uses. It's incomparable, I guess is what I'm saying. You can't even compare it to anything. And we don't even know how far it's going to go until, like I said, we let loose these restrictions and let the the nation flourish and let the innovation happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to your podcast, Growcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And Jordan, my friend, we are back. Thank you. So Jordan, tell me, how did you first get introduced to the medium of podcasting? Oh man, that's a great question. I think it was through YouTube. I found it. You know what it was? Some of my favorite comedians had podcasts and I was watching YouTube videos and it led me to this thing called the podcast. And then I stayed up to date and then I had suggested, you know, the the feed started coming in 
And I got to tell you, man, I got hooked. I was listening to podcasts all day, every day. When I discovered podcasts, I was remodeling my house, getting it ready for a, for a sale. So I was up on a ladder for like seven hours a day. And that's when I realized the power of podcasting and really the future that was behind it. You know, it's like anyone can start a garage band, but no one's going to hear you. Podcasts are a true meritocracy where, you know, the good ones rise to the top. And I'll tell you where the future really lies, lies Corey, is in what you're doing. This kind of um, content curation. So many people are going to be creating content that someone's going to have to guide them. Someone's going to have to curate it for them. And there's going to be a huge value in doing that. So that's really what I think the future is. It's kind of this open source meritocracy where things are only worth what they're worth. And uh, it's it's really going to be, it's going to be a wild future. So yeah, that's how I discovered podcasting. And I've been an addict ever since. I still listen to other people's podcasts, pardon the pun, hey. every day. <laughs> <laughs> did you know kind of instantly that you would want to start your own podcast? Like how did that transition from, from growing to media happen for you? You mentioned it a little bit earlier. So I was brought into the Humboldt County kind of fold by my friend from the military And I integrated myself at a hydro shop at a gross store. And I met someone there who was just a cashier and he was a really nice guy. He ended up becoming one of my best friends. He's known as Wolfman on Growcast. So me and Wolfman would get together after a long day of, you know, in in the garden growing professionally. And we would go to hang out. And every single time we would hang out, the conversation would turn towards work, towards growing. Oh, this is going on in my garden. What are you doing for it? What should I do for this? What should I do for that? And it kind of became a running joke. Like, let's just not talk about work. Let's hang out. We always talked about work. So eventually I said, you know what? There's, I can't find a single growing podcast. We just, we should just turn on a mic. Let's just turn on a mic, set it between us and have these normal conversations. And that's actually how Growcast was born. And how did you know that you were growing an audience and that it was resonating with audiences? Uh, There was a lot of feedback uh, really quickly. There's a lot of bad information on cannabis growing online. There's a lot of conflicting information on cannabis growing online. And I never took the stance that listen to my show because I'm the perfect grower and you're going to get all the answers. I take a very even-handed approach and I have expert guests on who are experts in one niche and I just have them explain their niche. And eventually when you add up so many of those together, you have a catalog of reliable information. So the numbers started showing up, the downloads, the subscribers, and the messages as well. I'm listening to you every day in my garden. I have this question. I have that question. So it really grew organically. And that's, again, I think that's why it's important to really diversify your ventures and see which ones take off. Fire many bullets and see when it hits and then really pursue the ones that stick. And Growcast was one of those ones that suck. Now, you have other shows as well uh, under your production company. Would you mind sharing those with the audience? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah, I just recently started the Coffee Health and Science podcast. I'm so excited about this show, Corey. It's insane. Basically, we wanted to start the world's leading resource for coffee and health. There's a ton of misinformation around coffee and health. I love talking to experts about misinformation, in case you didn't notice. (laughs) So coffee is one of those things because it got a really bad rap a few decades ago. Even got linked to studies that, that it caused cancer. These studies are wildly unfounded and skewed. And basically now that we have more information on the subject, we're learning that coffee is really, really good for you. And the more that we dig into it, we learn that it matters how you farm the coffee, that actually organic regenerative farmed coffee has higher levels of antioxidants, has higher levels of healthy compounds. I mean, this is stuff that people have argued about for a long time, man. Let's be honest. 
you know, people online arguing in forums about organic versus non-organic. I'm talking to Harvard doctors who are studying this stuff. I'm talking to farmers who switch their practices from synthetic to organic and have scientific analysis of their food's nutritional quality. It's insane what's going on. There is misinformation. It's not just as simple as organic was better for you the whole time. It has less to do with the organic nutrient inputs and more to do with the microbial life and the soil food web. There's a lot to it. Tune into the podcast, learn about coffee and health, learn about health science, and learn about regenerative farming. The Coffee, Health, and Science podcast. Definitely worth a listen. You know, what do you want listeners to walk away, going back to Growcast for a second, what do you want listeners to walk away with after listening to your show? Is there an underlying message that you want to get across? Yeah, it's a little tough for me, Corey, because I'm so used to speaking to growers and then switching to your audience. I do I do have to kind of shift my my mental state. I, I think that the stigma has kind of been shattered on cannabis. Uh, there's still a couple bastions of, you know, prejudice, but I feel that people have found the secrets out about CBD, for instance, right? So many people are using CBD and loving CBD. And, and that's probably what I'd say is see how you can make cannabis work for you. Maybe you don't need to be, you know, puffing on a vape pen all day like me. But if you've got some aches and pains, if you've got a family history of a condition like, you know, a, a cancer or dementia, Alzheimer's, these sorts of things, there are pretty good studies to show that things like CBD and coffee, when applied to your daily life, have significant reductions in these things. I mean, if you're not going to take it as far as like, hey, let's party and let's get high and th these sorts of things, at least take serious, take serious account of the health side of this, the health science side of this, which is CBD is going to be a nutritional supplement in the future. It prevents many, many diseases and it reduces inflammation, which is the root cause of some doctors argue basically all chronic disease. So it's, it's really a wave of the future. And I, I'd encourage people to keep an open mind. And just because you incorporate CBD into your daily supplement doesn't mean you're a stoner like me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jordan, you know, what have you learned from your own podcast about yourself and, and about the industry that you didn't know before? Oh, my gosh. So much, man. It's really led me down a path of opening my mind to, to natural wellness and this idea of using nature, right, to benefit your own body. I'll share with you one brief story that I think your audience will get a kick out of. So people have been focusing for the longest time on cannabis containing THC. THC is what gets you high. And for the longest time, breeders, cannabis breeders who have been creating strains have bred for high THC. Why? Because it was illegal. And you want to go out and you want to get something that'll get you very, very, you don't have to use a lot of it, right? Because you don't want to go out and get it again, you know, every week or whatever, every day, because you're going through it quickly. You want it to pack a punch so you don't have to risk going out all the time. Makes sense. Now that it's really legalized, there's been this massive shift away from THC, first towards CBD and the medical qualities, but then towards something called terpenes. And I'd like to talk about terpenes for just a second. Anyone who's interested, what is that? people should look into terpenes. Terpenes are a naturally occurring alcohol. They occur in a lot of plants. They occur, for instance, in tomatoes. Terpenes are what to make tomatoes red, but they also occur in other things. For instance, cannabis has a wide variety of, of terpenes. And what's really interesting is the different strains have completely different terpene profiles. So let me give, let me talk about a certain terpene called alpha pinene. Alpha pinene is a naturally occurring terpene. Like I said, you'll find it in a lot of cannabis strains. If it smells piney, it's full of alpha pinene. Well, guess what? That's the exact same compound that's found in pine trees. And there's a lot of interesting studies about alpha pinene. Let me give you a few. 
First, alpha-pinene has been shown to lift mood and reduce depression. Have you ever heard of forest bathing, Corey? No, what's that? It's uh, it's kind of an internet trend or something that, you know, hippies do or whatever. They take off their clothes and they go into the forest or they, you know, just down to their underwear. And they spend all this time breathing the fresh air and something about not having your clothes on and being exposed to the forest. It's good for your health, they believe. It turns out that they tested blood alpha-pinene levels of forest bathers. And it was they had elevated levels of alpha-pinene. And that's probably one of the ways they're absorbing this nature through these alcohols that volatilize into the air. It's the same reason you can smell a bottle of alcohol from across the room. It's because it's yeah. volatilized. They're yeah. absorbing the alpha-pinene and it's lifting their mood. It's doing all sorts of things. Alpha-pinene also increases your memory. If you like smoking pot, but you don't like the, uh, the short-term memory loss, look for strains that are high in alpha-pinene because it counterbalances that. Oh. That's also one of the reasons you, you may feel mentally acute after spending a lot of time in nature. I mean, this is wild stuff. Now, here's the craziest one. Scientists theorize, and this isn't proven, but this is a theory. Scientists theorize that alpha-pinene has cloud-seeding capabilities. So when it's too sunny and too hot for the pine tree's liking, the alpha-pinene volatilizes, goes into the air, seeds clouds, creates cloud cover, and then shades the pine tree so that it can survive better. So terpenes are doing all these incredible things around us. They're not just a communication method, they're actually altering nature. Some fight pests, some seed clouds for shade, like I said, some uh, attract pollinators. It is absolutely wild, the science in nature that we don't understand. And that's what I fear, Corey, is that we get so far down this path of of self-interest and and the synthetic farming side and, and all of this, that we actually do some real harm to the ecosystem. And one day we're going to wake up and there aren't any bees left. That's a major fucking problem. And I think we're grabbing, we're kind of grabbing a hold of this. And really the hippy dippy woo woo stuff is coming together with the science stuff. And we're figuring it out for, for lack of a better term, the science stuff. It's all colliding, man. And we're beginning to understand it. And I, I'm very uh, grateful to be able to be on the forefront of this stuff. Wow. Jordan, man, you are a fascinating dude. I love talking to you. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, we, we've come to a point in the show called our podcaster's picks. Now, Jordan, this is when I ask the guests of today's show to provide me with their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy and describe them to the audience. So, Jordan, take it away. Okay, here we go. First one's a little bit of a cop-out, a little bit of a cheat, because I am technically a producer on this show, and we haven't been releasing much content, but it's a pretty good feed, and this is life-changing material, you guys. I recommend that everybody listen to this show. I work with someone named Dr. Joel Wade, and he's a happiness expert. He has a master's course on happiness, and we started a podcast called the Mastering Happiness Podcast. Everyone go subscribe to the Mastering Happiness Podcast. This is exactly what you need to help you through this COVID time. This is practical, applicable tools for a happier, healthier life from a PhD who studied it his whole life. It's incredible. I want to get this guy a Netflix deal. Okay, that one's aside. So there's my first one. Everyone needs to go subscribe to the Mastering Happiness podcast, available everywhere. The second one is probably the first show that I got absolutely addicted to. Have you heard of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, man. (laughs) I'm such a fan. I call him the Great Rambler. Oh, my God. Totally. Absolutely. He's amazing. (laughs) So Dan Carlin's my hero. I'm absolutely obsessed with that show. I, I've listened to just about every episode. I couldn't listen to the one about kids. I had to turn that one off. It was too, it was too messed up. But other than that, it's like I'm so fascinated with, 
with history, Corey. I think it's really important that we all learn our history and learn just how good we have it today. Don't you feel a, a great sense of gratitude when you listen to that show? And you're like, my God, I'm so glad that the Mongols aren't knocking at the door of my city right now. Like, I know it sounds, <laughs> it sounds weird, but it, it really is. It really is true, right? That show reminds me that we're living in the best time in history. Absolutely. So yeah, hardcore history. And I think a good starting place, I love Prophets of Doom talking about the uh, the religious fanatics in Munster, Germany. That's a great place to start. Okay. I'd say. Do you listen to, to Hardcore History? Like, do you have a favorite episode? Or? Not, not a fa- not, I've listened to a couple, not a favorite episode per se. I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I oh. bet. I yeah. bet you do. Absolutely. Uh, well, what's your third pick? Third pick. I like Reasonable Doubt. It's a show with uh, lawyer Mark Garagos. He's like a de- famous defense attorney. He's like de- defended some of the most despicable people on the planet. Yeah. And podcaster Adam Carolla, comedian Adam Carolla. I really like that show because they keep up to date on all the legal stuff and um, they crack me up. And I don't agree with a lot of the stuff they say, like political wise, but I don't care. It's great. It's great pod. <laughs> so I like to listen. That's awesome. And uh, Jordan, why do you podcast? Oh, God. It's the future is why. It's the newest medium. I feel that it's more intimate to whisper into someone's ear than to look them in the eye. And maybe that's just me personally. That's the main reason I podcast. And and then also I'd say I, <laughs> this is funny, like slander my, my competition. I feel like screens aren't very good for you, man. Looking at screens, it, I, I think that it's better to listen. Sorry to all the video podcasts out there. I love you and I still watch you. But um, I think we're going to learn how bad it is to sit in front of a screen all day. And when that happens, at least we'll still be able to listen to podcasts. And that's where I'm going to be there with Growcasts with a thousand episode, thousand episodes, the Coffee, Health and Science podcast, all my shows. <laughs> my friend, thank you so much, Jordan, for being a guest on the show. I'm a huge fan. I really had a good time listening to your show and I learned a lot. And you are such a cool dude and you have so much information and knowledge and you are doing great things in the cannabis space, my friend. Thanks, Corey. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate you having me on. It's always a little weird being on the other side of the mic, but I had a really good time and you're a really great host. So thank you. You're the man. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Jordan River. You can listen to his podcast, Growcast, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Zelch Kotomic. Theme music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcasters in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, check out my other show, Silent Giants, which highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. And you can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pod bless, everybody. Till next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.